If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of Damsels and the DMs. All I know is, I feel like you just have to keep following what, like, the universe gives you in terms of nuggets of, like, points you in the direction of where you're meant to go. And um, I'm a big believer that, like, if something makes you feel good or, like, makes you feel excited or you, you just... Yeah, if you get excited and feel love toward that thing, then that's like a sign from the universe that you're meant to do that thing. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. There's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, DM us your questions, talk to us. Yes, please let us know the DMs of the week that you have for our coming guests. We'll be posting them on Instagram. And please subscribe, rate, and review. As Osh said, that allows us to keep bringing you quality episodes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, hello, Emily. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good, good. Just busy, but good. Busy? What's keeping you busy? Um, you know, it's funny. I feel like I always take on too many things. So just, um, running around between, like I did a vocal thing this morning for singing. Um, then I've worked tonight and just like emails and I just got an audition right now. So I'm just like, Oh, just, you know, just trying to (laughs) balance everything I'd say. (laughs) Oh yeah. I love that. So for the listeners, uh, please, can you just do a little introduction where you're from, what you do, where you're located, and a little bit about your journey in the entertainment industry? Sure. Yeah. So my name's Emily. I um, mostly do acting and singing, songwriting. I'm based in LA. I'm from Australia. And yeah, I'd say my journey in the industry has definitely been pretty consistent, but also, you know, inconsistent in the sense of it's always a journey, like trying to get work and uh, source work. Um, yeah, I've been doing it, you know, since I was like a teenager, like back in Australia, I got my first agent, started auditioning, and like, you know, booked my my first and only TV thing when I was like 16. I was like, it was funny. It was like maybe one of the first five auditions I went on. And I was like, this was so easy. I was like, why are people, you know, thinking this is so hard and that like, you know, many years later it's like I haven't booked anything on tv again I'm like god this thing's so fucking hard like (laughs) so it's just kind of like so funny that yeah I had like beginner's luck with it but but yeah so I'd say that's the consistency the the inconsistency and consistency of it in the sense of I've done so many auditions but it's like it's completely out of your control as to whether you can get the work pretty much what have you seen as the biggest differences in the market between LA and Australia um, I just say that in Australia, there's a much uh, smaller pond. So like when I was back there, there was like 10 
major casting directors that like did all the big things, um, then you know a handful of commercial casting directors, and I used to think that was really hard to to keep track of them, like to even remember them, see them in workshops, and and here I mean there's like ten times that amount, so or more, like you know like fifty, hundred times that amount, and like I I can somehow keep track of them more easily than that I just think like when you increase your scope or like your comfort zone which I think LA does it just pushes you to have to take on more so now going back there would feel a little easier I think Mm. when did you move to LA I moved to LA like eight nearly eight years ago now oh wow and did you move here solely to uh, pursue acting or did you move here for music as well um definitely both I came across with this idea that I'd book something straight away and I'd be fine. But um, yeah, I came across and I was like, I'm going to do acting, do music and be a yoga teacher, which is very like, <laughs> um, you know, cliche, I suppose. But um, I did this yoga teaching course before I moved here. And I, it's funny, I haven't taught yoga here um, actually really ever. I, didn't, I never really got into it. I think the main reason is because each one of those industries is already such a small business and to get that started requires so much effort and like contacts and energy that to put energy into all three at once was just too much. Like I couldn't, um, I couldn't handle it. Like with my time and just auditions themselves are super stressful, like getting to know that and learning how to live in LA and stuff. Um, and yeah, same with music. It's funny. I really focused on acting the first, um, three years I'd say. And then, somehow got into music again, like didn't sing for like three years, got into it. Um, and with yoga teaching, it just felt like the amount of effort you'd put in to be a yoga teacher, you don't really earn that much money from it. And that would be like a day job. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'd rather get a job that pays a lot of money that I could do in a short amount of time that supports these other two things as opposed to having to hustle as well for yoga, which is a lot, like a lot to run around. So, so yeah. What was that process like of coming to America from Australia? Like, did you have to come on, was it a talent visa or something that you came on or are you an American citizen, like a dual citizen? Yeah, I, um, I won the green card lottery. (gasps) Exciting. Yeah. So that was definitely life changing. Um, I definitely, I mean, I might be here now after that amount of time, but I wouldn't because that now I'm a citizen, which is awesome. Okay, cool. So yeah, like it's funny, like when I was sixteen, I had this dream of coming to LA and um I'm big on manifesting and stuff and mm-hmm. I remember just um manifesting living in LA, like doing acting music and everything. And and then yeah, like won the lottery the first year I entered it, which was pretty cool. So it just shows you like the power of manifesting and like vi- visualizing as well, like how it happened because I've got friends who have entered like many, many times and haven't won yet. So yeah, super lucky. Okay. Talk to us about manifesting because I think I'm doing something wrong because <laughs> it, it doesn't work out for me. So let me know, like, how, how do you manifest properly? What's your process and how do, you know, how do I win the equivalent of the green card lottery in my own life? <laughs> and can you manifest for other people? AKA me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, God, that's a, tricky question okay I mean I still think I could be manifesting way more in my life um it's funny because I go through periods of just being in action all the time and not visualizing and um this might sound weird but I I talk to like the psychic lady like twice a year just like for a check-in and one of the things she said was like you need to be manifesting more visualizing more like after every audition visualize yourself in that role like actually you know, see yourself on set with that director, with that person. And I've got to admit, I don't think I've done that for like one audition, maybe like a handful, which I really wanted where I actually had a shot. Like it was a friend or I got through like the next round or something. I was like, Oh my God, this is actually a possibility, but I haven't done that for these other auditions. And I was like, I feel like I'd be so much further ahead if I'd actually manifested these roles. Um, so for me, manifesting is, um, I mean, I do this whole thing where, I think you ha- you have to be in the right energy. So I like to, first of all, like say things I'm grateful for because I've heard like being in gratitude, like the highest energy you can have, just frequency or whatever. So I'm always, I, I try to say what I'm grateful for every day, but um, like 
I'm grateful for this guy like I'm dating or I'm grateful for my work colleague or I'm grateful for my roommate or my roommate's cat or like I'm grateful to be young and healthy in LA like I'm grateful to have clean water like just say what what I do have which is already so much and then start to visualize without any limits like what a dream life would be so it might be like oh I'm living on a beach or like I'm on set with like 100 people or I'm like you know accepting an award or singing on stage in front of like a hundred thousand people like having kids having a dog like having a house by the beach so like that's kind of what I visualize when I when I do it and you have to like see yourself and feel feel it like it's real and um, I realized whenever I do take the time to do that like I get one step closer to that reality like something happens like I meet someone or like I get offered these gigs or it's just weird how it how it all works so I think it's just being like crazy in your mind and like visualizing and and um and yeah just being in the energy but then also then taking the action too because you can't just be like oh now i'm gonna you know get all these things like you have to do like contact the booking agents or do the work like i've been doing three to four music gigs a week or like saying yes to every audition and all that stuff so you're putting yourself in positions to manifest properly yeah definitely yeah just um doing the work, but then also doing the not work, which is just in your head, which I think is equally as important, which we forget. I forget to do that. So so when you were moving to the US, were you manifesting yourself here, pursuing your career in entertainment? Um, That's a good question. Um, Let me think. I mean, I mean, okay, so I used to not believe myself a lot when I was a kid. I mean, I used to like be very self-sabotage-y, like I do, you know, three steps forward, well, actually two steps forward, one step back all the time. Didn't believe myself. There's this one actress I follow called Teresa Palmer. I don't know if you guys know of her. She's um pretty successful. She was in so many movies. I can't like point break. She was in I don't know, like so many. I just can't think right now. Warm bodies with Nick Nick Holt. Like oh. she's like you know, A-list, like A-list level. Um, yeah, but I love her more because she did these things called Tez Talks, talking about manifesting. She did like a vision board and stuff. And I was trying to think, I always wanted to act. Um, didn't believe myself. Didn't think it was a possibility back in Australia. But then ended up doing like winning this through trying to do modeling. Did this course where I did a monologue for this course called the Hollywood um, Immersive Course. Well, came to LA at sixteen. For like two weeks, stayed in this mansion. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. So I came home and then actually believed it was a possibility. And I think that's when I manifested actually living in LA because to be in Australia, like from a small town in Melbourne, is like almost impossible to imagine it could be a possibility because it is really hard to get a visa. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of money. Um, you have to have a lot of credits, like a series rate credit, which is already super hard to get. So it just seemed really impossible. So, and I didn't even know about the lottery. I was in an acting course. And an example of like how much I didn't believe myself was um, even after the results came out about the lottery, because all my acting class people did it. Um, I didn't check it for three months. I was like, as if, as if I'm going to get it. Like, come on. Like, I didn't believe myself at all. But then checked it and I was like, oh my God, I actually won the lottery. And suddenly I could feel like my blueprint like my mind just expand from Australia to the whole world and it just went cool and I was like oh my god like I just felt so excited like 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 my life was going to change um yeah because it was now a possibility that I could live my dream and yeah but I truly believe it did come from manifesting in the sense of even knowing what you want like I think a lot of people don't know what they want so once you figure that out then you actually can attract that because a lot of people don't know. Mm. Do you feel like this, um, it was worth it coming to America and being here for eight years now? Do you, do you have any part of you that's like, oh, I should have stayed in Australia actually. Like I miss, of course you probably miss Australia in your home, but like, do you have any feeling that's like, what if I didn't come? Oh yeah. I definitely think that every so often I'm like, because I feel like I was getting some momentum back there. Like I just did a play that did really well. Like one of the top producers in LA was like, oh, she's really good. And, you know, could have, I could have 
be I could be a series reg by now. I could have been a series reg. I could be on a series here by now if I'd stayed there. Like who mm. the hell knows? But I don't know. I'm a big believer that like everything happens for, and you have to say yes to opportunities. And I mean, the reality is I probably wouldn't. I probably would be doing something else. I probably would have given up. I don't know because yeah. I'm pretty determined. But it's just really hard to get anything in Australia. And either I would have maybe come across to Canada first and like try to break in that way. Um, all I know is you, I feel like you just have to keep following what like the universe gives you in terms of nuggets of like points you in the direction of where you're meant to go. And, um, I'm a big believer that like, if something makes you feel good or like makes you feel excited or you, you just, yeah, if you get excited and feel loved toward that thing, then that's like a sign from the universe that you're meant to do that thing. Um, so yeah, I just always followed that voice in my head and my body just to, yeah, just say yes to, to the world, to the universe. Um, one thing that this kind of reminds me of is like, have you guys read the, um, the alchemist before? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I kind of see it like that. Like you get omens and stuff about what you're going to do when you know you stay here for a second, here for a sec. And I see like this creative life is like the alchemist journey of you have this treasure and sure the treasure could be a series reg roll, but then you get that and I'm like, what's next? I don't think that's the end game, but, um, I don't know on a more deeper level, I feel like life's all about like spiritual growth and stuff. And so I think that's the end game, but then pursuing this life, this path is like a way to get there. So it's not just about acting and all that. It's about like, this is a path for growth in yourself. So that's how I feel about it. That's what gets me through the, the superficiality of it. Cause it is very superficial, but it is also part of a bigger journey for self growth. I think. You know, what's cool is that we talked to Jared yesterday, who is also another actor and he was also talking about manifesting and visualizations and gratitude. And I think that is a common thing. It's like, and I've been reading this a lot lately too, is that the more you are grateful for things, the more they're going to appear into your life. And I feel like that's what's kind of been happening when you pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's 100% true. For you now, because you've put so much focus on the energy and the universe, do you feel like you're drawn more towards acting or towards music? Or do you feel like you are sort of equally split between all of your various career paths? Um, I definitely try to see them both equally, but I would say there are moments when one is more busy than the other. Like right now it's heavily busy on music, I'd say, just because I've got so many gigs coming up and a lot of singles coming out. Um, Although, like, even last month I had 20 auditions, so I don't know, like, but I'm still SAG eligible, so I'm going out for a lot of non-union stuff too, and I'm just like, sure. Um, so there's that, because if, if I was SAG, I'd probably have, like, zero auditions, just because of what's going on with the strike right now. But um, I think I just kind of say yes to what comes, because start of the year I did a play that was, it was really focused on acting, and then had a lot of acting stuff, had, like, chemistry for some film, and um got through to this third callback thing for like this water world the water world show at universal studios which was super cool i was like oh my god super close and then that didn't happen none of that happened and then music took over a little bit so i'd say it's equal but i think there's more with music to show because it is your own own business and with acting you really only show when you book a role which is you know five times a year whereas i have like five gigs a week so there's so much more to show with music so um, yeah, I'd say both still. And when did music actually start? Cause I, I know you said acting, um, at 16, you came to LA for, uh, this Hollywood immersion course, but when did music start for you professionally? Professionally? I guess that means when I made money, right? Um, <laughs> or I guess, I guess maybe not professionally cause I'm an actor and I'm not making money. <laughs> on acting, so. Right. right. It's, it's in, you know, I was just talking to my tax person how, about like he's a professional actor he's with my manager but he's like he didn't book anything last year but he booked a bunch of tv stuff last year and he's like or the year before and he's like the tax want to see you not declare a loss but as an actor sometimes you don't work that year so you declare a loss in your business and it looks bad to the irs and then if you declare a loss too many years they then count it as a hobby so i'm like 
so we're now combining my acting and music and just making sure it's in the green so it doesn't look like mm. that's a hobby um which is kind of fine so because like it yeah like you might not be making money um but with music and professionally i mean i don't know maybe this year because i'm actually putting out music more consistently that i'm really proud of and i'm making a lot of money from cover gigs and like phone gigs so i'd say professionally this year honestly like okay and then unprofessionally when did it start I mean, it's still professional, even if you're not making money, right? I, I mean, I did a bit back in Australia, then I stopped when I moved here for three years. So I guess five years ago was when I got back okay. into it again. Awesome. Yeah. Also, the most LA thing I've ever heard in this week, I guess, because I hear a lot of LA things, is that yes. your tax guy is an actor. Yeah. <laughs> so funny I love that, that. many side, side hustles I guess that's one of his it's kind of funny um yeah. that's so awesome <laughs> he's super cool though but um yeah I mean it's just it's a lot but I'm always looking like what's the next thing I mean I'd love to try and buy an apartment but that's really hard with declaring tax with our situation of having many jobs as well I'm like I'd have to declare like $75,000 which means I have to pay like 20,000 in taxes to show I make enough to actually buy an apartment so I'm like oh my god like that's so much money so it it makes it harder for us creatives to show the the money people that we are stable but yeah we're all unstable with like, like my many jobs but on paper it doesn't look stable so that's tricky how did you start to develop your musical style um I'd say like when I was a kid with my parents, my dad especially, like he would show me a lot of music, like John Denver, the Eagles, the Beatles, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's where the folk stuff stemmed from. And then, I mean, Taylor Swift, I love her. And then <laughs> re more recently, like I really enjoyed the pop stuff, I guess in LA, pop super busy. But um, yeah, I mean, I love The Weeknd, like Dua Lipa, Taylor Swift's new stuff. Um, yeah, I've got I've listened to so many things, uh, even Maren Morris. I love her folk stuff as well. So mm. I'd say like it branches between that and more acoustically when I perform, it's more, I guess, acoustic because you have to do acoustic. But um, I've gigged this Friday at the Mint and a lot of that's going to be mm. tracks, which is cool. Um, so yeah, for the first time, like have a full pop, like synth background performing some guitar, mm. but like full on tracks and stuff. So yeah, it's just really developed over the years, plus who I've written with, like depending on their influence or the producer. The producer has a big influence. Like they might take the same song, super pop, or like keep it really folk. So, mm. yeah, I think it's just been saying yes to what they're doing with it. And do you have a manager for both acting and music or is it just like is it one person who kind of helps you with the whole career? Um, I have an acting manager just for acting then I have like you know uh, theatrical agent uh commercial agent I have a print agent then I have an Australian agent this is all for acting for music it's just me like I, I wow yeah I'm working with I was working with one but it wasn't the right fit and I think at this level like I'd rather have creative control of everything I'm doing and I, I can handle all the workflow myself and I think I'd rather be in control doing it all more than giving it to somebody else and having to follow up at this level when it's not that important. And I think the level of manager I could get will be better when I'm actually more developed in what I'm doing as well. Um, yeah. I'm sure like, you know, like Marin Morris or artists at that level have a manager that does everything. Like I think she's with CAA or something. So like just for music. So I'm sure at that level you could have a manager for everything, like an agent right. for music public appearances you know what like at that level you could do all that stuff but so yeah that's awesome that's that you're so doing this on your own like the music stuff I have to tell you it's so much work like I've been only been getting like six hours sleep because I get home from a gig or something or from work and then I'm you know answering emails looking at notes for songs have to wake up early to do to fit it all in like it I really have no life like apart from this right now it's like, very busy but yeah but I mean I love I love it um there's nothing else I'd rather be doing and 
cat. Like, it's just, I like the challenge of it all. So if you could manifest what your life would look like in five years, um, given everything that you're doing now, what would it look like? That's such a good question. Um, let me think. So in five years, oh my God, I mean, I'd love to be married and maybe have a kid in a beautiful house by the beach, kind of like what I was saying before. Um, yeah, just musically be touring, be writing with top artists, like playing at festivals, have, you know, millions of streams. Oh, sure, win some awards, like Grammy or whatever, at that level. Um, and then acting-wise, I mean, just, yeah, acting really great commercials and great theatrical roles, you know, be a series reg. On top of that, you know, this is the, all that stuff. Um, be producing my own films. Like I'm trying to produce a film right now too. So amongst everything else, and the, the next step is trying to get funding, which is very hard. So yeah, I'd be producing my own projects. Sure, win some awards, go to Sundance, Tribeca, and have a really great, you know, team around me. Um, and yeah, just be bouncing between acting projects, music projects, maybe both at the same time having kids in that with a dog and a husband in a beautiful house and have lots of money and give back to the community and like, you know, charities and travel the world, go to Australia, Europe, take time, lots of time off too. And yeah, just live a really creative, like free life that is abundant full and like manifesting and you can create like everything you want. And yeah, I think at the end of all this, I think the goal is to like really help as many people as possible. So figure out a way whether that's through charities or donating or through mentoring or whatever, like people want mm. to help give back. Cause I think that should be the end goal. If you actually make it is yeah. to give back to everybody. Cause it's like, then what's the point if you just are selfish with it? Yeah, I agree. So I know you said that you are extremely busy right now um, and you're SAG eligible. So you can do these non-union auditions. What does, how has the strike kind of changed your um day-to-day -day life with auditions and stuff or has it changed anything at all i think it's made me busier um which is oh. yeah but i think it's just because i'm i've got a good agent i'm with aqua talent and she's like very bull busty <laughs> and like really goes crazy so i think having her i guess you know she believes in me and stuff and just yeah, being SAG eligible, there's a lot of indie films, I guess, being made right now mm -hmm. is is the only reason why. Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I haven't had that many commercials. It's all indie films. Yeah. Like, you know, some auditions are kind of really bad. <laughs> the way I'm kind of handling all these auditions, because I'm so busy with everything, is like I see a coach reading pretty much everything, and he is very cheap. Like, he charges, yeah, very cheap um, for me. And... Honestly, I've been using a teleprompter for a lot of it. I'm not even memorizing the, the, the lines because I'm some of like one audition was like 15 pages, like two characters, 15 pages. And I'm like some of monologues and I'm like, oh my God, like it would take me like two weeks to really memorize it really well. And it's a whole thing of like, you know, wing it or over prepare. So I've yeah. honestly been winging everything this year, to be honest, because I've just been so busy and you can't tell I'm using a screen and it um it just saves so much time and give i don't even use a teleprompter yeah, yeah give us some tips what? on what that yeah oh my god so it's okay it's not an actual teleprompter it's just a computer screen like a, a, des a desktop screen and what he what we do he's the camera right he's a studio and he he's looking at the screen he's scrolling um and i'm he's keeping my eye line at kind of the same level and scrolling 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 i'm saying my lines i might be facing this way to add some angles and then just be like looking and look down and like he's scrolling and it's very natural. Like you can't tell. Mm. And when he's saying his lines, I have to keep my eye line in one spot. So I'm not reading his lines and you know, yeah, my eyes dart, you know, a little sometimes if I'm reading, um, but I kind of look away and like take it, whatever. And yeah, you just find a way to make it seem really natural. And it honestly works. Like it's, I, I think it, you know, it can make you a little lazy in the sense of when you do have to memorize stuff, I kind of, I'm a little nervous cause I'm out of practice. But it is, is that's the only way I've been able to keep up with all these auditions. It's just. But I think that's really cool because you get to focus on the character and do the character prep and then not focus on memorizing these lines. Because yeah. it's not about memorization. It's about your character work. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm doing all that prior emotional work, character work, 
Although sometimes lately, because I've sometimes on the day, I'm like, I just show up and I'm like, I look at what I have to wear and I get there and I'm like, let's just do it together and figure it out. And even with my gigs, I use an iPad for like cover gigs. It's funny. I just, I mean, I try not to, but I do for like half the songs I, I'm not memorized. Um, and it's funny. I just booked a gig today and it's a five hour gig. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so intense. <laughs> I'm, I've never done a five hour gig before. So that's long. It's, it's like 60 songs. Um, wow. Yeah. So and I'm what kind of event is this? Is it like a concert or? Um, this one is a, it's a, it's at the, at the montage in Laguna beach. Oh, I love that hotel. It's beautiful. It is. I've never been. Is it like super pretty? It's gorgeous. It's like, it's huge. It's uh, the view is incredible. Nice. Cool. That, that, that's good to know. So I believe this one is a five hour gig, two to five by the pool. So wherever the pool is, I've been. So yeah, that'll be me just like, do 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 for like five That's hours so nice. with breaks of course oh my god okay like long breaks but yeah like five hours it's intense wow that's crazy so because you're doing all of this and it sounds like you kind of oscillate between being busier with music or acting how do you stay warm for both because like I know you said that you're using a teleprompter but how do you like walk back into an audition after you've been focusing on music and not feel like, oh my God, how do I act? Like I, I was traveling for three weeks and I just had an audition yesterday and I was doing it with my coach and she was like, that was great. And I was like, really? Because I, I don't think I remember how to do this. So with you, like, I'm just so in awe, like you're doing these two major careers. Like, how do you just, how do you not get cold doing either of them? It's funny because I didn't audition for like a month. Uh, a couple months ago because it was I don't know I did have a really quiet month so I came back in after that and I was like I'm so sorry I feel super like what's the word yeah cold right now like I don't I my accent feels off like I'm saying everything wrong and I just made a pact like with acting I try to see him once a week even if I don't have an audition like I go and I do a mock audition or I'm you know doing a monologue or something just so he's almost my class so I can go in and see him. So there's that. That's like how I'm overcoming that. And then with the music, I have gigs every week. So I, I, I like it that way because I start to forget the songs after a couple of weeks. I've noticed if it's like three weeks off, I'm like hoping I'm, I'm flubbing lyrics all the time. Like, yeah, like I'm definitely forgetting things. But no one knows if I'm mixing lyrics around. Like people, if I don't, if I know the song super well and I didn't even realize, they for sure don't realize. Um, so yeah, I think just constantly going stops you from having from getting cold I'd say and finding yeah, I didn't even think that. about that you have to know 60 songs that you're That's singing without looking at anything yeah well I mean like I definitely use this iPad like I'll show you my best friend I'm always paranoid I'm gonna leave it behind because if I leave it behind like I'm screwed like so I'm always like triple checking I have that before I leave for the gig because I'm like oh my god that would be pretty bad if I forgot my iPad <laughs> So yeah, I'd say just always doing it, just constantly, if I don't have an audition, just working on something or saying yes to everything, just so I'm keeping fit in it. Because it is a muscle for sure. I want to go back to what you said about your accent. Are you using like a dialect coach? Um, and how is, is it really hard to switch to an American accent when you are auditioning? I was seeing a coach for a long time. Her name is Claire Korf and she's amazing. Um, the American I have good and bad days with it. I think I could be practicing more. Like I should be talking in it like all the time or like practice at home or like do a scene or whatever. But um, yeah, I just find that it's good enough. And I've done so many lessons that I know what to do. I just have to practice it more because I, I kind of mm. get lazy. With it. Um, but I definitely have seen a coach for a long time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Used to practice. I'm from England. I grew up in England and Botswana, so I didn't have an American accent, but I would practice in the shower. I came here for university 12 years ago. And so I would practice in the shower every day before I left from England to come here. And then I think it was like within the second or third week, I was like, hey guys, how are you? <laughs> and now it's stuck. <laughs> wow. So you actually naturally have a UK accent? Yeah. It was first South African, then it changed to British because the same thing happened when I went to England. My South African became British. And then when I came here, it became American. It's still, if I'm drunk or if I go back home, it'll come back. But 
God. While well, I'm in America we talking to Americans. British on the podcast, then it starts to come out as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But even <laughs> with Australians, I noticed myself like going back to like a more neutral accent away from the American accent because um, I have a bunch of Australian friends here actually in, in LA. So whenever I hang out with them, I feel like even sometimes my accent starts getting Australian because it's like the oh, South yeah. Africans trying to come out. That's cool. It's almost like your yeah. accent assimilates to who you're with. Yeah, it a thousand percent does. But if there is an American person, my accent's not going to budge. It's going to become an American accent. That's like the alpha that's happening right now. <laughs> so weird. It's, it's so funny. weird. I hate it. It's funny you say that because I was like, your accent sounds a little like it sounds American, but it also doesn't. A yeah. little. I was like, oh, but you still sound American, just like a slight difference. But yeah. Music to her ears. So thank God. Well, I'm moving. I'm moving to Paris in uh, two weeks, so I'm gonna be going back home a lot in England. So I know that. Paris? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Not to make this podcast about me. Sure. Since <laughs> you are our guest. No. I'm um. Well, I got accepted to this the uh, theater theater program in Paris, and I've never done theater before, so I'm very excited. It's something new for me. I also wanted to change. Paris has been something that I've been manifesting actually for three years. And this year, it just, it was the year and it happened and it's happening so quickly. But yeah, and then I'm excited to be closer to family because I've been away for 12 years. So I think it's time to get back to like being surrounded by family because I really need that right now. I'm very excited. I am going to miss LA a lot though, but I'm basically going to be there until I book something or until I have to come back. So basically until further notice. Right. Because I mean, everything is self-tapes these days. Exactly. So yeah, have you booked something would you just drop the school and come back pretty much yeah yeah because acting like booking is a big priority for me that's my number one thing so if I'm gonna have to leave school I'll leave school and then figure it out after yeah fair enough I mean it's curious to see how long you guys think self-tapes will be the first thing because I mean COVID and the writer strike like do you think it will go back to what it was no I don't, think so. I don't think it's ever going to go back. We've had a few casting directors come on and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I also just hired a casting director for a project that um, I'm producing that Osh is actually acting in. And even when I was talking with her, it just seems like it's so convenient for them and for us. And like the casting director, she's amazing, Danielle Pretzfelder, she just had a baby. And like, it just made her life so much easier because she doesn't have to take like a maternity leave because she's running her own business. She can do everything from home. She was so on top of it for my project. Like I can only imagine for other projects because she's working on like Nickelodeon and major things. Like the amount of people that are submitting because like, for some projects, like you're getting like 10,000 submissions, you know, and they're narrowing it down. It was actually really interesting. They only send you like 25 names and there's like, you know, a thousand over a thousand people who submit for that one role. So it's like the fact that they're watching all of those tapes before they were bringing all of those people into a room. So I just think that they've been able to do so much more in their careers that I don't think it'll ever go back. And it's more cost effective to not have to pay for like a location for an office and all of that. Totally. Really? Yeah. Like I love the fact that it's not self that it's not in person anymore. Me too. Yeah. I used to be upset about it until I realized that like I can focus on, I can do so much more with a self tape at home than, you know, like having to account for driving to the place and then doing the, the waiting in the waiting room and then having your audition. It's just, it's so much easier too. And then we can be perfectionists about it, even though I try not to be. Yeah. Definitely. And you can teleprompter it too. Which yeah, is- there you go. I'm just, I'm yeah. going to start using that. I certainly don't miss walking to a room and seeing different versions of myself either. That yeah. was like the worst experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm so replaceable. <laughs> no, you're not, Lauren. You there's no other person like you out there. <laughs> Everyone is unique. Everyone is their own person and we're all unique and we have our own things to bring to the table. Yeah, someone may look like you, but they're not gonna act like you. Thank you. Exactly. Everyone yeah. has their own essence, even if you're a similar type. I did this acting course that was like, we all have maybe similar types like in a room, but we all have a different essence. Like, say if it's like a Thai restaurant, there's like a vegan Thai restaurant, or there's a barbecue Thai restaurant, or like, you know, or you can eat Thai restaurant. There's like different versions of us in our essence. So, yeah, we're unique. 
this point. Yeah. Definitely. So you going back to busy, 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 because I cannot even imagine juggling the two careers and they're both like very intense careers. What are some things that you do like a morning routine or healthy habits to help you stay grounded and to be, you know, sane and for yourself to show up for yourself every day? That's a good question. I mean, I try to do a spiritual routine every morning, even if it takes two minutes. Uh, that is like I set an intention for the day. Uh, I write it out. I say what I'm grateful for. I do like a little journaling exercise where like whatever's in my head, I can just let out. And usually it's pretty good, but it's like sometimes it's just self-talk, like keep going. You've got this. Like I know you're busy, but you're killing it. Like keep going. Um, what else do I do? They're like the three main things. Oh, I do this like spiritual cleansing clear protect bubble thing around myself that just is like an energy thing yeah i say the grateful thing oh and i say this thing that's like this is going to be a good day it's going to be like it's going to be a really great day it's going to be a great year or something which i just picked up from something i try to have a green smoothie every day this might be weird but like i think showering every day i mean obviously like you should shower every day but like i think like showering at the end of every day even just like even though I shower in the morning, like I like to shower at the end because like, it's almost like a reward because the warm water is like, like a massage. And it's like, I like to, this might be really weird, but like, if I'm like, I've worked really hard today and I want to drink, like I'll have a white claw and I'll just shower with a white claw. <laughs> what? My boyfriend does the same thing. Who does? Yeah. My boyfriend. Yeah. And he, he's so annoying about it because he's like, can you, can you go bring me a white claw like in the, or beer, whatever it is into the shower? I'm like, why didn't you just remember when you went in the first place? Yeah. Cause it's like so cold in the fridge and then you're warm and you're like, this is like my reward for, you know, working hard today. I yeah. love that. I've never tried that, but I do my evening, even though I do my morning showers, I love my nighttime evening showers because you get all like clean and you put on clean pajamas and you get yes. into your bed and you feel so like you feel like a child again yeah. yes um by the way oh she's about to come stay at my apartment my boyfriend takes this like drinking in the shower ritual so seriously he has a speaker in the shower so he can like play all of his little tunes while he's getting all excited and it's so loud but I mean he likes it so good for him <laughs> I used to do I'm that so excited but I used to have a speaker but now I just use my phone I put it on the top of the shower and I go like play podcasts and music and stuff. Yeah. Now you can listen to this podcast while you're there. Yeah. Exactly, there you exactly, exactly. Oh yeah. Okay, so Emily, as we are damsels in the DMs, can you please tell us about the funniest, wildest, most intriguing or inspirational DM that you have ever received? Um, one of this girl back from high school messaged me something that was like, oh, you're so inspiring, like, I look up to you like you're so sweet like I love all your music just stuff that you know really it just really meant a lot because I think on social media you don't know who's looking at your stuff or you don't know what they're thinking about your stuff and it's just nice to hear from like someone from high school that yeah she really like looks up to what I'm doing and it's just really nice yeah just like I think words of affirmation and reassurance that what you're doing is good yeah I think that was good and Okay, I I can say a weird one. There was this guy, I got an email recently from this guy who was like, oh, you know that photo on your Instagram that we can't really zoom into because it's just the cover photo for a video? He's like, that was kind of like sexy. Can you send that to me and like send me like more like of that shoot and like, and I'll pay you money for it. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but it wasn't even bad. It was just like a sexy shoot. And I was just kind of like, if you want more of the photo shoot that was not even not bad, sure, I'll give you money for it. Like I was gonna <laughs> post it anyway, like I didn't care. But I didn't hear back. That was it. that was an interesting email. I was curious too. I was like, how much are you gonna pay? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I'm if it's something I was gonna post anyway, sure. Like I'm I can definitely or or I would be okay posting. If you wanna pay for it, that's fine. <laughs> It could, yeah, because I did this, actually, I did this boudoir shoot, like, a few months ago, so it's, like, some of it's a bit more, like, risque, but it's not, it's tasteful, but, like, I, I don't think I would have, I would have even sent him the bad things, it'd be more just, more of what was on my page already, so, like, just, you know, right. G-rated things, M-rated things, not, like, R-rated things, I don't really have any R-rated things, but, 
something that lives like showing boob or whatever like I wouldn't want that on Instagram for sure yeah <laughs> yeah it's so weird trying to decipher like what's okay to put on Instagram and what's not okay especially for you as like an actor musician because I just feel like with roles and everything you're like how do I want to be perceived like am I being perceived in this role but you know what can you do yeah it's tricky it's funny like looking at ce- celebrities like I don't know I've been looking at like Sydney Sweeney stuff I feel like her Instagram is so sexual like in the sense of like say if she's got a social media manager or someone managing her image which she probably does it's like you're you I want you to play these sexy roles like they're intentionally portraying her in a very sexy light but it's interesting because she could be a more girl next door but that's like the image she's doing so maybe for the roles she wants to get like I'm like a sex bomb right like that's kind of her branding so it's interesting with that that's what she's going for but then other people are more just like I'm like you know tomboy or like yeah they have like a social media advisor probably helping with that I don't know with me I'm very curious I'm very curious about having someone like I I'm obviously not going to pay someone to do that because I just don't have the money right now to do that but I do want someone to come and like brand me or like you know like make my brand be like okay this is who I mean, this is what actors do anyways for themselves, but I kind of want an outside person to come in and be like, okay, I think this is your brand. Like, this is who you are. This is your niche. And then go with that because I seriously don't know what mine is. <laughs> no idea. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I did this course called um, Actors Fast Track, which is really good actually. And um, one of them was on branding, which is where I got that like essence thing from, but they make you come up with like a tagline for yourself and I think mine is like I'm the warm vulnerable guys girl that makes you feel like warm and comfortable like putting on your favorite pair of jeans or something like you come up with this tagline mm. that sums up you and you have like you know this range which you kind of play between and then focus on that with your branding I think it does really help and I've definitely booked more since doing that and like then you make all your materials match that I think it honestly does help because then people know what you are like what your essence is because again like both of you guys are like going next door like love interest best friend but it's like what essence of you are is that is it the crazy best friend is it the loyal best friend is it the stalker best friend is it the i'll stab you in the back best friend like there's so mm. many versions and you'll probably keep playing that same role because of your essence or whatever it's weird i'm yeah. always someone's girlfriend always somebody's <laughs> girlfriend or their like wife always i've played so many brides it's so bizarre Wow. That's All my auditions are mean girls. I love that for you. Ash, what was your log line from Leslie Kahn? I don't remember. I don't remember. I wish. What I was wish yours? I... Mine was, mine. mine was like a mean, like something along the lines of being like, uh, she's like a mean girl. Like a mine was mean girl. if Anna Kendrick and Isla Fisher had a baby and she oh, was yeah. president of her <laughs> That's oh, yeah. yeah you remind me of that so much yeah <laughs> yes Anna Kendrick yeah 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 that, 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 that is you like that sums you up perfectly thank you so much yeah it's not my favorite comparison because some people said that they don't like working with her on TikTok but well you know that's her personality not that doesn't mean that's your personality you're right you're right thank you it's just we're, people just really mean saying like the the resemblance of looks but not the personality. You're a cool person. Thank you, Ash. Appreciate all these compliments that I hate giving her, <laughs> Emily. I don't like giving her compliments. It really like irks me. Yeah. No positive energy here. No, no, <laughs> none. Zero positive energy going that way. Like <laughs> manifesting. That's funny. Yeah, it's. I think it's really helpful. Um, so that's cool. So you guys studied at Leslie Khan. Yeah. yeah, that's how we met. Yeah, it was actually right before the pandemic. It was like January or February 2020. Nice. Isn't it funny that now that's like three years ago? Yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. So you live in New York, but you met, you were in in LA, then you moved to New York. I only moved to New York in August because I'm getting my MFA in producing here. Oh, very cool. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. But Emily, back to you to ask you our final question, which is the DM of the week. And our audience wants to know, who is your biggest inspiration in the music industry? That's pretty easy. I'd say for sure T-Swift, even though that's a pretty obvious answer. Um, Just because, I mean, 
she's like killing it with just everything like her personality with just the way she handles herself with conflicts or like being sexually harassed um Mm. with her songwriting with her image with you know she doesn't put herself out in like a sexual way she is classy which I think's rare these days with some musicians like it's very sexualized and have you know putting yourself out in a very exploitive way um and yeah just I love her songs um I also really like Marin Morris just because she's super talented her voice is amazing great songwriter but she seems very grounded and it's just so talented and she came from nothing as well well T Swift I think always had money but Marin Morris just started in Nashville doing the rounds broke in through her songwriting so like a really organic way so yeah I'd say those two are my influences well Emily it's been so lovely to have you on here thank you so much for coming on honestly this was so great and it's just so so nice to talk to other actors and hear about their journeys and I know that the listeners got a lot out of this oh well thank you for having me and like you guys are super inspiring as well like you're doing your own thing and staying busy and doing this podcast I think that's awesome like getting to meet people and yeah I'm excited where we'll be in like five years and I want to see your manifesting like what that looks like Yes. We'll do a recap in five years. Where yeah, we'll, we'll meet back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Emily, can you tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can listen to your music and stay up to date with everything that you're doing? Sure. Um, I mean, my Instagram is probably the most I use it the most. Um, my website, which is just my name, Spotify, YouTube. I'm not really that much on TikTok. I should be, and every we all should be on TikTok more, but not as much TikTok. But I have an account. Those are the main ones, pretty much. Can you share your Instagram handles? Yes. Oh, it's just my name. It is Emily Coop, C-O-U-P-E. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, this has been another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. DMs, DMs. Yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.